0: Pendant Productions is proud to announce the release of Phantom Canyon, a feature-length Western horror audio drama. We've been happy to provide you with hundreds of episodes of free audio dramas for the past 10 years and hope you'll support us in our latest endeavor. Phantom Canyon is now available on iTunes, Amazon, and Audible.com, or by following any of the links to the show from PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.
1: Now, as thou lovest me, let me see his letter. Good Master Fabian.
2: Grant me another request?
1: Anything.
2: Do not desire
1: to see this letter. What? This is... To give a dog and in recompense desire my dog again.
3: Belong you to the Lady Olivia, friends?
2: Aye, sir. We are some of her trappings.
3: Ah, I know thee well. How dost thou, my good fellow?
2: Truly, sir, the better for my foes and the worse for my friends.
3: Just the contrary, the better for thy friends.
2: No, sir, the worse.
3: How can that be?
2: Mary, sir, they praise me and make an ass of me. Now, my foes tell me plainly that I am an ass. So that by my foes, sir, I profit in the knowledge of myself. And... By my friends, I am abused, so that conclusions to be as kisses. If your four negatives make your two affirmatives, why then, the worse for my friends, and the better for my foes.
3: Why, this is excellent.
2: By my troth, sir, no, though it please you to be one of my friends.
3: Thou shalt not be the worse for me. There's gold.
2: But that it would be double dealing, sir. I would that you could make it another.
3: You give me ill counsel.
2: Put your grace in your pocket, sir, for this once, and let your flesh and blood obey it.
3: Well, I will be so much a sinner. To be a double dealer, there's another.
2: Primo Segundo Tercio is a good play. And the old saying is, the third pays for all. (laughs) The triplex, sir, is a good tripping measure. Or the bells of St. Bennet, sir, may put you in mind. One, two, three.
3: You can fool no more money out of me at this row. If you will let your lady know I am here to speak with her, and bring her along with you, it will awake my bounty further.
2: Mary, sir, lullaby to your bounty till I come again. I go, sir, but... I would not have you to think that my desire of having is the sin of covetousness, but, as you say, sir, let your bounty take a nap. I will awake it, anon.
4: Here comes the man, sir, that did rescue me. That face of his I
3: do remember well, yet when I last saw it, it was besmeared as black as Vulcan in the smoke of war. A bobbling vessel was he captain of. For shallow draught and bulk appraisal, with which such scatheful grapple did he make with the most noble bottom of our feet, that very envy and the tongue of loss cried
5: fame and honor on him. What's the matter? Orsino, this is that Antonio that took the phoenix and her fraught from candy. And this is he that did the tiger board when your young nephew Titus lost his leg. Here in the streets, desperate of shame and state, in private brabble did we apprehend him.
4: He did me kindness, sir, drew on my side. But in conclusion, put strange speech upon me. I know not what was but distraction.
3: Notable pirate, thou saltwater thief, what foolish boldness brought thee to their mercies who thou in terms so bloody and so dear hast made thine enemies?
4: Persino,
5: noble sir, be... Please that I shake off these names you give me. Antonio was never yet was thief or pirate, though I confess, on base and ground enough, Orsino's enemy. A witchcraft drew me hither, that most ungrateful boy there by your side, from the rude seas enraged and foamy mouth did I redeem, a wreck past hope he was, his life I gave him, and did thereto add my love, without retention or restraint all his in dedication for his sake did i expose myself pure for his love into the danger of this adverse town drew to defend him when he was beset where being apprehended his false cunning not meaning to partake with me in danger taught him to face me out of his acquaintance and grew a 20 years removed thing would one would wink denied me mine own purse which i had recommended to his use not half an hour before How can this be? When came he to this town? Today, my lord, and for three months before. No interim, not a minute's vacancy. Both day and night did we keep company. Here comes the Countess, now heaven walks on earth. But
3: for thee, fellow, hey, fellow, thy words are madness. (laughs) Three months this youth had tended upon me, but more of that anon. Take him aside.
6: What would my lord but that he may not have, wherein Olivia may seem serviceable? Cesario, you do not keep promise with me.
3: Madam! Gracious Olivia.
6: What
4: do you say, Cesario? Good my lord! My lord would speak, my duty hushes me.
6: If it be aught to the old tune, my lord, it is as fat and fulsome to mine ear as howling after music.
4: Still so cruel?
6: Still
3: so constant, lord. What? To perverseness? You uncivil lady, to whose ingrate and unsuspicious altars my soul the faithless offerings hath breathed out that ere devotion tendered. What shall I do? Even what it
6: please, my lord, that shall become him.
3: Why should I not, and I the heart to do it? like the Egyptian thief at point of death, kill what I love? A savage jealousy that sometimes savors nobly. But hear me this. Since you two non-regardants cast my faith and that I partly know the instrument that screws me from my true place in your favor, live you the marble-breasted tyrant still. But this, your minion, whom I know you love and whom by heaven I swear I tender dearly, him will I tear of that cruel eye, where he sits crowned in his master's spite. Come, boy, with me. My thoughts are ripe in mischief. I'll sacrifice the lamb that I do love to spite the raven's heart with a dove.
4: And I, most jocund, apt and willingly, to do you rest a thousand deaths would die.
6: Where goes Cesario?
4: After him, I love more than I love these eyes, more than my life, more, by all mores, than e'er I shall love wife. If I do fain, you witness above, punish my life for tainting of my love. I may detest it. How am I beguiled? Who does beguile you? Who does do you wrong? Hast thou forgot
6: thyself? Is it so long? Call forth the Holy Father.
3: Come, away.
6: Whither, my lord? Cesario, husband, stay. Husband? I, husband. Can he that deny? Her husband, sirrah. No, my lord, not I. Alas, it is the baseness of thy fear that makes thee strangle thy propriety. Fear not, Cesario. Take thy fortunes up. Be that thou knowest thou art, and then thou art as great as thou fearest. Oh, welcome, father. Father, I charge thee, by thy reverence, here to unfold, though lately we intended to keep in darkness what occasion now reveals before tis ripe, what thou dost know have newly passed between this youth and me. A contract of eternal bond of love, confirmed by your mutual joinder of your hands, attested by the holy close of lips, strengthened by interchangement of your rings, and all the ceremony of this compact sealed in my function. By my testimony, since when, my watch hath told me, toward my grave, I've traveled but two hours. Oh, thou dissembling
3: cub, what wilt thou be when time hath sowed a grizzle on thy case? Or will not else thy craft so quickly grow, that thine own trip shall be thine overthrow? Farewell, and take her. But direct thy feet, where thou and I henceforth may never meet.
6: Oh, do not swear. Hold little faith, though thou hast too much fear.
0: For the love of God, a surgeon. Send one presently to Satobi.
6: What's the matter?
0: He has broke my head across, and has given Sir Toby a bloody coxcomb too. For the love of God, your help! I had rather than forty pound I were at home.
6: Who has done this, Sir Andrew?
0: The Count's gentleman wants Cesario. We took him for a coward, but he's the very devil incarnate. My gentleman, Circio? What life,lings? Here he is. You broke my head for nothing, and that that I did, I was set on to do by Sir Toby.
4: Why do you speak to me? I never hurt you. You drew your sword upon me without cause, but I bespoke you fair and hurt you not.
0: If a bloody coxcomb be a hurt, you have hurt me. I think you said nothing by a bloody coxcomb. Here comes Sir Toby Halting. You shall hear more. But if he had not been in drink, he would have tickled you other gates than he did. How now, gentlemen? How
7: is it with you? That's all one. Has hurt me, and there's the end on it. Sot, did Th- it see Dick Surgeon sot?
2: Oh, he's drunk, Sir Toby. An hour agone, his eyes were set at eight in the morning.
7: Then he's a rogue, and a pass he measures painin'. I hate a drunken rogue.
6: Away with him. Who have made this havoc with them?
0: I'll help you, Sir Toby, because we'll be dressed together.
7: Will you help an asshead and a coxcomb and a knave, a thin-faced knave and a god?
6: Get him to bed and let his heart be looked to.
4: I am sorry, madam. I have hurt your kinsman. But had it been the brother of my blood, I must have done no less with wit and safety. You threw a strange regard upon me, and by that I perceive it hath offended you. Pardon me, sweet one even for the vows we made each other but so late ago.
3: One face, and one voice, and one habit, and two persons, a natural perspective
4: that is and is not.
5: Antonio,
4: oh my dear Antonio, how have the hours racked and tortured me since I have lost thee?
5: Sebastian, are you?
4: Fearst thou that, Antonio?
5: How have you made it a vision of yourself? An apple cleft in two is not more twin than these two creatures. Which is Sebastian?
4: Most wonderful! Do I stand there? I never had a brother, nor can there be that deity in my nature of here and everywhere. I had a sister whom the blind waves and surges have devoured. Of charity, what kin are you to me? What countrymen? What name? What parentage? Of Messaline! Sebastian was my father, such as Sebastian was my brother, too, so went he suited to his watery tomb. If spirits can assume both form and suit, you come to fright us. A spirit I am indeed, but am in that dimension grossly clad, which from the womb I did participate. (sighs) Were you a woman, as the rest goes even? I should my tears let fall upon your cheek and say, Thrice welcome, drowned Viola. My father had a mole upon his brow, and so had mine, and died that day when Viola from her birth had numbered thirteen years. Oh, that record is lively in my soul. He finished indeed his mortal act, that day that made my sister thirteen years. If nothing lets to make us happy both, but this my masculine usurped attire, do not embrace me till each circumstance of place, time, fortune, do cohere and jump that I am Viola. Which to confirm I'll bring you to a captain in this town where lie my maiden weeds, by whose gentle help I was preserved to serve this noble count. All the occurrence of my fortune since hath been between this lady and this lord. So comes it, lady, you have been mistook, but nature to her bias drew in that. You would have been contracted to a maid, nor are you therein by my life deceived. You are betrothed both to a maid and man. Be not amazed, right
3: noble is his blood. If this be so, and yet the glass... Seems true, I shall have share in this most happy wreck. Boy, thou hast said to me a thousand times, Thou never shouldst love women like to me.
4: And all those sayings will I overswear, And those swearings keep as true in soul As doth that orbit continent, That fire that severs day from night.
3: Give me thy hand, and let me see thee in thy woman's weeds.
4: The captain that did bring me first on shore hath my maid's garments, he, upon some action, is now endurance at Malvolio's suit, a gentleman and follower of my
6: lady's. He shall enlarge him. Fetch Malvolio hither. And yet, alas, now I remember me. They say, poor gentleman, he's much distract. A most extracting frenzy of mine own from my remembrance clearly banished his. How does he, sirrah?
2: Truly, madam, he holds Beelzebub at the stave's end as well as a man in his case may do. He has here writ a letter to you. I should have given it to you today morning, but as a madman's epistles are no gospels, so it skills not much when they are delivered.
6: Open it and read it. (laughs) Look,
2: then, to be well edified when the fool delivers the madman. By the lord, madam. How now art thou mad? No, madam, I do but read madness. <laughs> and your ladyship will have it as ought to be. You must allow Vox. Prithee, read i the right wits. So I do, Madonna. But to read his right wits is to read thus. Therefore, prepend my princess and give ear.
6: Read it you, sirrah. Uh,
1: by the lord, madam, you wrong me and the world shall know it. Though you have put me into darkness, and given your drunken cousin rule over me, yet I have I the benefit of my senses, as well as your ladyship. Uh, uh, I have your own litter that induced me to the semblance I put on, with the which I doubt not but to do myself much right, or you much shame. Think of me as you please. I leave my duty a little unthought of and speak out of my injury, the madly used Malvolio.
6: Did he write this? (laughs) Aye, madam.
3: This savors not much of distraction.
6: See him delivered, Fabian. Bring him hither. My lord, so please you, these things further thought on, to think me as well a sister as a wife. One day shall crown the alliance on it, so please you. Here, at my house, and at my proper cost.
3: Madam, I am most apt to embrace your offer. Your master quits you, and for your service done him, so far beneath your soft and tender greeting, and since you called me master for so long, here is my hand. You shall from this time be your master's mistress.
6: A sister! You are she.
3: Is this the madman?
6: Aye, my lord. The same. How now, Malvolio?
0: Madam, you have done me wrong. Notorious wrong.
6: Have I, Malvolio? (laughs) No.
0: Lady, you have. Pray you, peruse that letter. You must not now deny it is your hand. Write from it, if you can, in hand or phrase, or say tis not your seal, nor your invention. You can say none of this. Well, grant it then, and tell me, in the modesty of honor, why you have given me such clear lights of favor. Bade me come smiling and cross-garter to you, to put on yellow stockings and to frown upon Sir Toby and the lighter people." And acting this in an obedient hope, why have you suffered me to be imprisoned, kept in a dark house, visited by the priest, and made the most notorious geck and gull that air invention played on? Tell me,
6: why? Alas, Malfolio, this is not my writing. Though I confess much like the character, but out of question, tis Maria's hand. And now I do think... Think me, it was she first told me thou wast mad, then came'st in smiling, and in such forms which were presupposed upon thee in the letter. Prithee, be content. This practice hath most shrewdly passed upon thee, but when we know the grounds and authors of it, thou shalt be both the plaintiff and the judge of thine own cause.
1: A good madam, hear me speak.
6: And let no quarrel,
1: nor no brawl, to come taint the condition of this present hour which I have wondered at. In hope it shall not, most freely I confess myself and Toby set this device against Malvolio here. Upon some stubborn and uncourteous parts we had conceived against him, Maria writ the letter at Sir Toby's great importance. In recompense whereof he hath married her. How with a a sportful malice it was followed, may rather pluck on laughter than revenge. If that the injuries be justly weighed, that have on both sides passed.
6: Alas, poor fool, how have they baffled thee? Why, some are born great,
2: some achieve greatness, and some have greatness thrown upon them. <laughs> I was one, sir, in this interlude, one Sir Topus, sir, but that's all one. By the lord, fool, I am not mad. (laughs) But do you remember? Madam, why laugh you at such a barren rascal? And you smile not? He's gagged. And thus, the whirly gig of time brings in its revenges.
0: I'll be revenged on the whole pack of you.
6: He hath been most notoriously abused.
3: Pursue him, and entreat him to a peace. He hath not told us of the captain yet. When that is known, and golden time convinced, a solemn combination shall be made of our dear soul. Meanwhile, sweet sister, we will not part from hands. Sercio, come. For so you shall be while you are a man, but when in other habits you are seen, or Sino's mistress and his fancy's
5: queen.
2: Let's go, boys! tiny boy with a whole the wind and the rain a foolish thing was but a toy for the rain it raineth every day
7: Pendant Shakespeare, also known as the Wild Bill Variety Show, Twelfth Night, Act Five, featuring the voice talents of Nani Brennan as Olivia, Paul Brugeman as Duke Orsino, Allison Moser as Feste, Marley Norton as Viola, Marley Norton as Sebastian, David Alt as Sir Andrew, Jason R. Wallace as Fabian, Colin Kelly as Antonio. Pete Mylan as Malvolio, Aiden Rudd as Sir Toby Belch, Andy Bundy as the First Officer, and Lynn Cullen as the Priest. Written by William Shakespeare. Script analysis and dramaturgy by Colin Kelly. Directed by Landon Bell. Featuring the following music. Finger Poppin' by Purple Planet Music of purple-planet.com. Horizon and Fragile by Jazz Street Trio. Swingaroo and Swing Time, by Music by Pedro, of youtube.com/musicbypedro. Opportunity Walks and No Good Layabout, by Kevin McLeod of incompetech.com. Has to Be Jazz by Jay Denise of soundcloudcom jdenise and The Wind and the Rain, by Vincent Morrison, vocals by Allison Moser. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2014, Pendant Productions.
1: For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.
7: Next time on The Pendant Shakespeare, the sonnets are back, and this time w- 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 wait just a minute. You guys tried to insult me last time we did one of these. As a decrepit father takes delight to see his active child do deeds of youth, so I, made lame by fortune's dearest spite, take all my comfort of thy worth and truth. D- Dad? You you really mean that?
2: Being your slave, what should I do but tend upon the hours and times of your desire?
7: Okay, now, that's just creepy.
6: Farewell. Thou art too dear for my possessing, and like enough thou knowest thy estimate, the charter of thy worth gives thee releasing.
7: I'll take it. Be there when The Sonnets Part 7 premieres on October 15th, 2014, only at PendantAudio.com. This is so not over.